Well, welcome back, guys. If you uh, didn't leave us, well, then thank you. If you did, uh, this is going to be the second half of uh, episode 23 of Kenter at Your Own Risk with Chris and Kent. Uh, first half, we talked about our top five horror movie remakes and our bottom five horror movie remakes. Now we're going to kind of get into a little more freeform discussion and talk about five horror movies that we would like to see get the remake treat treatment. Um, there are a couple that I left off this list because I know whether we're actually going to get them or not. They're, they're talking about doing them like remakes are in the works. Um, so I tried to go with stuff that I, I haven't heard them talk about at all. Um, I don't know about you, but you know, I've heard them talking, uh, like just after we were discussing this the other week, um, you sent me that link to the, the Hellraiser, uh, reboot that they were talking about. Yeah. They're doing two re like they're doing a movie and a TV series and the TV series, I think has better minds behind it, but I'm not sure if Hellraiser is a TV series. Yeah. yeah I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, I would say a lot of it would depend on what channel it got. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's being developed for, is it HBO or Showtime? It's one of those two, I believe. I could see it going on either of them, possibly. Like, you, you need to have, like, a certain sex appeal. Like, it's a very fine line. I'm just not sure how it works as a TV show, I guess. Yeah. That, that's I'd, all. Maybe if it's just, I don't know, kind of like... Tales from the Dark Side, but with Cenobites. Right. Um, yeah, there, there, there's that. There's Well, we know Candyman's coming out uh, next month. Yeah. Did you, see the new, did you see the new trailer for that? No. Uh, it came out, like, last week, I think. I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. That kind of... Should I be a little worried? Well, like, I heard originally that it was going to be a direct sequel, even though it's not, like... Candyman 2 or Candyman 3. Okay. Like, I had heard the rumor that Yaya Abdul-Mateen is actually playing the child that uh, oh. Virginia Madsen saves at the end of the first one. Yeah. That would make sense. But this new trailer starts off with, like, a little shadow puppet show where they're talking about the origin of Candyman, and no longer is he a slave who fell in love with his master's daughter and then was murdered and bound with honey and had his hand. Now he is a dude who used to give candy to children. Uh, some of the kids were murdered by having razors in candy, and so the cops took him and beat him to death, and then the murdered children continued so it's like a wrongfully murdered police brutality story from like the 50s i don't i mean isn't yeah. that the same thing that they did in tales from the hood the wrongful member yeah so i don't know i mean oh that i don't out, like that outside of that and i i think it's i think no matter what you do if you have people of color in a horror movie in 2021 you have to bring up race relations. I just think that there's no way Hollywood is going to let that not happen. Yeah, uh, I, I, so I agree. I, no I, hope, I hope that the story is able to embrace it and overcome it instead of just being that. Right. Because yeah. Candyman is like one of my top 
fucking scariest movies I've ever seen. Probably a lot due to where I was when I saw it, but I fucking I love that movie, so. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Like me Eric sent me a link about like you know what everybody's scariest movie ever was. And I found that interesting. I was going to bring that up later on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, also, I mean, just, you know, just since we're talking about things that are already in the works, Firestarter and Christine are both in the fucking works. And I'm like, I think they're going to fuck up Christine more than they're going to fuck up Firestarter. Well, Firestarter sounds like they're being pretty, um, pretty close to, like, the book. Which, as long as it starts in Albany. Yeah, I mean, as uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I like a lot of the people that they have attached to Firestarter. Uh, I love Brian. Some of this, well, okay, I should say this. I love some of the stuff Brian Singer has done, a lot. But you know, somebody was like, "I don't really think Christine needs a remake." That's where I'm at. I don't like. Is it going to be... Are they still going to go with a, a classic car like they did? Like, how are you going to find the creepy dude, the same dude that wielded the shovel in Home Alone? I can't remember his real name. Yeah, but, I mean, the shovel, South Bend Shovel Slayer 69, I mean, come on. Yeah, like, that dude was fucking awesome and terrifying. Uh, I, I don't know how you recreate Christina. And I, I, I guess... That's kind of going to be my point moving forward in, in this, what we're talking about next is I sat here and I dwelled all day on like what could, what would belong to its own time period because we've seen how many movies from the 70s and 80s got remade and it didn't fit the current era. So that that was like the biggest factor for me and, and a lot of the choices I made. Was that something that you took into consideration? Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I, I think anything that that gets remade should be remade for a reason, other than let's make money. Um, I think certain things that get remade can be remade because the story would actually work better nowadays, and then I think there are things that. The story was good in the first place, but the like the special effects held it back. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest reason that we should see stuff because, hey, let's be fucking honest. There's stuff that they can do in Hollywood now that never was a, able to be attempted back in the day. And, um, I mean... Could they make Shocker good? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I was seriously wondering that. I'm like... You know, Shocker did have something there, but it was horribly executed. Could they actually make a decent Shocker nowadays? And I was like, you know, I kind of talked myself into it a little bit, but then I just said, nah. Well, all right. Uh, do you want to start or you want me to start? Oh, you go ahead. Okay, so my, my number five, um, and you watched the original, I think, last year for one of the uh, the podcasts we did, but um, I'd like to see... Uh, I'd like to see more werewolf shit. And I think one that could be a really interesting updated take on it would be um, uh, an updated version of Wolfen. Oh, okay. I mean, we, A, we have, like, it'd be different enough just for the fact that we have, like, the, the wolf 
werewolves rather than like the hybrids or the the more manlike kind of versions. B, you'd have it tapped into uh, Native American history, so you could actually, you know, bring that in, interweave that, and actually get a lot of the um, uh, Native um, opinions and voice in there which I think is something that gets overlooked a lot in regards to uh, race in this country. And uh, just the idea of like a a group of, you know, werewolves murking the shit out of people in like fucking New York city or whatever big city you set it in uh, and still staying hidden would be interesting take, you know, plus, I mean, yeah, the the predator vision was cool for the wolves back in the day, but actually doing you know something realistic like that now, combined with what they're able to do with, like, wounds and the the animals themselves, I think it could I think it could work, but I wouldn't want to see a straight one for one script. I would like to see it like an updated script you know like a 2021 script minus all the bullshit from 2021 versus like taking the 1970 script and just setting it in 2021 right i mean hell if you want to just set it call it 2018 you know yeah. i'm fine yeah absolutely i i could definitely get behind that I, i'd watch it give it a shot but i don't know yeah i'm I'm pretty sure the rights are probably tied somewhere up with Whitley Stryber. So whether or not that actually would ever happen, who fuck knows. All right. Uh, my number four, and this will actually tie into Shocker, is I'd like to see them do a modern remake of House. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I That almost was on my uh, honorable mentions. I, I don't know. Do you really think we get a lot of horror i mean i guess we do but just because there's so many more movies made but like horror comedy made very often anymore um if they do they're very low and low budget and often they're not very good in my opinion like even cooties it had its moments but it wasn't all that funny you know we had Shaun of the dead and dale and tucker versus evil but i mean even then we're going back to what like 2014, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I get uh, we we get like good ones every once in a while, and I think maybe some of that might be more on like TV, like Santa Clarita Diet, what we do in the shadows. I don't know if you'd really consider that super horror, but I mean, it's at least horror adjacent with the characters, right? Yeah, no, I, I I'm down with it, and um, I mean, it's definitely. One that would need to be updated again, because, like, having somebody serve in Vietnam at this time would make them, what, like, in their 70s at a minimum? Yeah, I'd be a tad odd, yes. So, but, but you could definitely do something with it. Yeah, I mean, horror comedy, I mean, we'd probably have to do, like, who could we get to replace, like, George Went, and then if they did a sequel, replace uh, Norm Ratzenberger? Ah. Uh, not now you're asking the the heavy hitting questions because maybe George like went. <laughs> maybe like maybe like some uh, a couple of the people from like it's always sunny I don't know compared to like oh sure compared to Cheers, um, 
But anyways, that leads into Shocker because we had House, we had House 2, and then House 3 was supposed to be called House 3, but they had a whole bunch of rights problems, and it ended up becoming Shocker before it went back into House 4. Yeah, that chronology is fucking amazing. So, um, I don't know, is it possible? I mean, anything is possible. We live in a universe of infinite possibility. Is it likely to happen? I think if anything, they did a remake of Shocker, it would end up worse. Yeah, it. it pro- I mean, there's not a whole lot going on with Shocker, but you know, if you, you know, there's got to be somebody out there that can take that material and say, "I'm going to change this. I'm going to update it a little bit. And I'm going to give it its own flair and somehow make it work." There's somebody out there. Will they actually get the opportunity? Probably not. So. All right, I think my number three is something that you could get behind considering discussions we've had, but I'd like to see a a new version, because the old ones are just a little dated now, of the Monster Squad. Uh, I, 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 I went back and forth on this one. So. I mean, the original is a classic, yeah. but I think I think that's one, and you don't even need to... It could be a fucking sequel, and it would still work, you know? Just, at this point, it's what, like, 30 years? Oh, it's, it's 35 about years? 35 years. Yeah. Yep, get Ashley Banks to play the frickin' mom, and I'm right behind it because I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, I mean, it would just, I could see it, it really working, and I could see even, like, an updated list of monsters, you know, and that wouldn't necessarily have to be... Dracula, Frankenstein, and everything. Shit, right. Dracula, Slenderman. <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that being pretty interesting, you know, a- adding the modern, you know, modern day monsters to it. Um, uh, even, I mean, it's, I don't know, like part of it is I think there were a lot of horror movies where you had children if not as the lead like as main parts of the story back then and now it feels like if children are in a horror movie they either exist to be the villain or the victim yeah I would agree with that it, it like very rarely anymore do we have like a kind of like coming of age tale within a horror movie and I mean I don't know if we can really claim it chapter one since it's a fucking remake of a book you know so right uh, yeah it, it'd be nice to to do something like that I, I really went back and forth because once again I had the as I said when we first started this like I don't know if I can make Monster Spot exist in this modern era but anything's possible and i would watch it i you know that's a guaranteed almost probably first day going to the theater type thing for me if it existed yeah all right my next one uh is because i think the the stuff that it's based off of could work really well and yet the actual movie was let down by its production values but um i'd like to see a uh a Remake of Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex? Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with this. 
It's it's a Clive Barker story. I've, they made it in like eighty six, somewhere around there. And it's interesting because like, all right, the dude is a demon, and like in the story, he's supposed to be kind of like this unstoppable physical pre- presence as well as like just a walking dick like he runs around and he, he kills people he rapes women impregnates them um but like if you so i think there's a lot of shit that could be left on car but then you look at like the suit that they had the dude play him in and you're like yeah that's low budget 80s fucking horror um, so I don't, I think that the, the premise is there and the potential is there like a lot of Clive Barker stuff, but, um, uh, the execution sucked in the eighties. So I think it's, yeah, I could see them being able, I could see them actually being a very easily updated one just with the special effects alone fixing a lot of the problems with the original I'm so glad I was on mute because I clicked on the trailer and then I got like HBO music going on and I'm like (laughs) trying to mute it and I'm like why is nothing happening I just had to close down so much stuff on my computer just to get rid of it (laughs) awesome yeah and then my, my last one uh, this isn't necessarily in any kind of order, but I think it's um, it's like a genre that we don't see much of anymore. But um, uh, Cujo, or also otherwise known as like deadly animal type movies. Yeah, we we haven't had something like that. Like I was thinking, like Cujo, Man's Best Friend. The wild. I mean, we get a lot of shark movies. We, we that we do. Would today's modern? I I feel they'd have to update Cujo in some way because I don't think today's m- current audience would sit through Cujo. Huh. At, I mean, you know if I mean? like if you like, a lot of it becomes hard if you update. Because think about like all you'd have to have is a fucking cell phone, and then like the whole plot of Cujo fucking. It really, yeah, goes... Yeah. So she has to leave her phone in the kitchen or some shit, like... But, I mean, there are, there are certain movies that I think need to be updated to 2021, and there are certain movies where you could make it in 2021 and still set it in, like, 1983. This is true. This, like, we're getting a lot of dated stuff. Did you see that? Whatever's on Netflix, the they're, like, doing a three-part 1980s... Fear yeah, the Street or Fear Street... I haven't yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw the trailer for it. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. I, I haven't watched it either. That's something. Hopefully, by the time we do the next podcast, maybe all three will be out. But I don't know if they. Yeah, will. I think they were supposed to be coming out relatively quickly. Okay. Compared to like you know like one now, one next year, kind of. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would like to see Cujo. Um, and, and there's so many workarounds now. Like, I, I know everybody's like, you know, cell phones make horror difficult, and they do. And then, you know, the few workarounds become kind of lazy feeling. But you know what I don't ever see, like, as an excuse? A cracked screen. 
if you have a freaking a, a screen that cracks too much and you can't use it as a touch, you know, like, why is that not being used as an excuse? Dude, I have T-Mobile, and there are lots of places where I get no fucking signal. Oh, sure. It's not, like, as far-fetched as you want it to be, people. It... It's it's really not. I mean, well, I mean, you know the area up here in upstate bumfuck. Like, yeah. you know, it's entirely practical to not have reception in a lot of areas. I talk to my mom on my way into work a lot, and, like, if she steps on the wrong side of the kitchen, I lose fucking signal with her, so. And she's up in Gloversville, so. Right, yeah, it's it's still a thing. It just, just, you know. Yeah, it, it makes certain situations a lot harder like having a woman and her child get stuck in a car while a great dane is trying to murder them yeah if you have a cell phone it makes it pretty fucking easy to fucking hey police (laughs) can you send animal control exactly but yeah there's there's just there's always workarounds I don't know people just need to get a little creative you know because for all we know, they live out in the country. We all know out in the country, you know, you don't get good signal. That's all. Yep. So. so that's my five. I mean, I could. That this is one that I think could definitely have easily been like a thirty-seven hundred, like your normal lists. But hey, man, I kept it real. I kept it to like four. Okay, well, that's, you know, reasonable. <laughs> All right, so I'll go with my honorable mentions. Um, and, and a lot of the honorable mentions probably, I don't know, I kind of talked myself into it like 20 minutes before we started this. Um, so Urban Legend, I always thought that movie could have been better. I, yeah, it could have. <laughs> so, I don't know, remake it, do better. That that's all I'm offering. I'm not offering a solution. Just write it better, and, and execute better, and maybe you have a better film. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I like. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, we don't have movies like that either. I, I, I don't know. The last thing I can even think of is like something like maybe Jeepers Creeper. Like. I don't even think that's a really good comparison. I don't know what a good comparison is. We I don't, don't it, have it. I mean, because it's like one of the things I liked about Pumpkinhead was the, the like the moral ambiguity. Sure. You know, like sure, the one kid who who hit the one brother who hit the the son was a dick, but like pretty much every other kid person who was getting murdered was like a decent person. Yeah. And you know, so like, yes. Lance Henriksen's looking for revenge, but I mean, he's not, he's not a bad person either. So, I mean, that it would, it, it worked to flesh out the characters. They weren't just necessarily like, uh, horror, like, uh, cliches, but, um, yeah. And I don't know. I just really liked the movie. I liked the design of the demon, you know, so yeah, I, I agree. We don't see things like that a lot. Yeah, I, I say give it a shot. Like, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard of a film to redo, in, in my opinion. So, um, one that 
I've heard rumors was being made and then didn't get made and may still be getting made. I don't know. Final Destination. I'm a sucker for those movies. So if they want to make a part six or just reboot it, what? I don't give a fuck. I just I like the whole idea of death. And if you can bring back Tony Todd, even better. Yeah, I. I don't. I like. I liked some things about those movies, but at the same time, I don't. I just. It never appealed to me as much as like certain other movies within the horror genre. But I didn't think they were. Like it had some really cool kills. So. Yeah, in in that regard. I, th- I think that's what, like, kind of the thing, the appeal was. Like, oh, how's the kill gonna be, type thing. And some of them got really shitty, like the one in 3D. But, yeah. Alright, here's n- my next few are semi-obscure. Uh, um, a movie called Feast. Do you remember that? Uh, was that, like, the kind of indie one about the They were, like, in a creature. bar surviving. Yeah, in a bar, yeah. I thought that movie was cool. I, I thought it was actually well done, but it maybe with an update and better, you know, better marketing, maybe it could actually go on. Like Feast had one, two, and three, but geez, by part three, it was really bad. So I say you give it to somebody. Um, Why well, can't I think of his name? The dude that's doing Guardians of the Galaxy. What's what's his name? James Gunn. Give that fucking movie to James Gunn. I guarantee you that becomes a huge freaking franchise if, if he if he has hands on it because yeah. that's his type of style. So that's it. Um, I think this was either late seventies or early eighties. I think it was early eighties. The Burning, which also had um, Jason Alexander in it, very young Jason Alexander. Isn't that the one that was kind of like a yeah. Exactly. It was actually really well done, quite frankly. And I don't know. I'd like to kind of see... Like, it doesn't really get much acclaim nowadays. You know, anybody that's... You know, nobody talks about it anymore. It didn't have a franchise to it. It was just a one-and-done situation. You could easily bring it back like they did with Prom Night or any other shitty movie like that and give it a whirl. So, I don't know. Um, another one, I know you've seen this because I asked you to, was Asylum, which we did, I didn't know, I, I wanted to pick an anthology film, but I was like, Creepshow has its TV series, Twilight Zone, eh. so I went with Asylum because you could easily do another gimmick with a mental asylum type thing. Oh That's yeah, all. definitely. Um, that was all I was going for. And my last honorable mention is an 80s film called April's, April Fool's Day. Um, about an April Fool's Day prank gone wrong, quintessentially. What, it, it's, a, you know, it's your typical popcorn flick, but it would, it would still sell on a very you know, you know, moderate scale. You know, you know, it's not a movie you guys put a ton of budget into. So... I don't know. I'm all for it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and people are willing to fucking cash in on, like, any kind of fucking holiday <laughs> at this point. Well, the, between that and, like, 80s nostalgia, you know, people our age are just like, 
here's my money. Fucking take it. Give me nostalgia by the fucking handful. So Mm -hmm. why not? All right. So here is my... I I did top seven. Whatever. I don't care. All right. One. Or number seven. Slashers. A movie nobody's ever seen. You know? I, I, I may be the only person that owns a copy of the film Slashers. But it's basically like The Running Man, only set in Japan with American contestants and they have to avoid, I think it's like three or four different uh, killers and uh, Rob Zombie's 31 kind of did this, but he did a shit job with it. All I can say is if somebody can find a copy of Slashers, it is cheesy, it is outrageous, it's it's almost like a... Well, it's not like Smash TV, but it kind of is, and that's an old school video game. Yeah. Like... It it's sounds just, interesting. You know, it's just a, it's a simple idea. You actually you have to survive. I don't know, twelve hours or twenty four. I think it's twelve hours, and you know, there's all these different you know places you can hide, and you know, uh, the mon- the money say it's a million dollars is split amongst the survivors. It's a simple horror story to tell, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And, and you could do jump scares if you want. You could do gore if you want. You could. You, you could kind of go any which way you want to. Uh, I, the version that is out is very, very, very low budget. But there is some charm to it. So, um, My number six is another low-end, lower-budget film. And I, I'm really not sure. I, I'm hesitant to even say it, but I kind of want to see a new Cube. I could understand that. There were... There were like so many. F- the first one was great, and then there were flashes of brilliance in two and three, and a lot of things not to like in two and three. So I could, I could definitely understand that. It under the right circumstances, it could draw a new audience, and hell, they don't have to have the same twist at at the end of one, or you know, they they can go any which way they want. Uh, it's just a simple story to tell. So. It, it, once again, we know it doesn't require that huge of a budget. So, um, my fifth one, and I don't think this movie exists, but gosh, I'm going to be embarrassed if it does. Nobody ever redid Day of the Dead, right? I think they did actually. Did they? God damn it! I wasn't because sh- you know we know Night of the Night and Dawn was done. Yeah, they did one in uh, 2008. God damn it. <sighs> Alright. Well. Oh yeah, had me and Safari and Nick fucking... Ca- God damn it. Nick fucking Cannon. God damn it. Alright, well... As Dave Chappelle said, I hate fucking Nick Cannon. <laughs> forget that I even went there and we're just gonna move right along. Okay, so number four. <laughs> yeah, well, technically number three has two, so whatever. Um, Alright. Legend of Hell House... Did you okay. watch that with, yes. with Ronnie McDowell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it would have to be... The the problem I see with it is that they got away with a lot of mature themes and tones in, that, in the original one, and I'm not sure if the modern audience is ready for something like that. Eh. I, I, I would like... To, I, I would hope so, but would a studio dumb it down to try to get a PG-13 rating? Yeah. I could see it happen. Uh, I could see 
it being on like a HBO though. It, it, HBO would be perfect for for that story. It's a mm-hmm. uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's it's just a really solid. Uh, you know, I, I guess you could just call it a haunted house type film, but it has a really good story. And I mean, that was so long ago. I think it was like seventy four or something when it came out. So seventy three, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'd love to see that done. And that's what I got. My number three is two films, and I thought you were going to go with this when you said your number five. Because you said werewolves, and my number three is both The Howling and Silver Bullet. So apparently we both want werewolf movies to be remade. Yeah, you know, like, I, I kind of think I heard something about them doing a Howling remake. I'm so, on board with that. And, yeah, like, I would love to see some more. Oh, yeah, they're talking about it. January 2020, they said one would be made for Netflix. We'll see if it actually happens. Um, anyways, um, yeah, like I like The Howling. I think a lot of it doesn't age well. Oh, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> it's very 80s. Yes. I like Silver Bullet, and I like... Uh, I, w- I guess I'm one of the few people who's actually read the... the Novel novella novelette that it's based on the cycle of the werewolf. Um, yeah, I have not. <laughs> and again, that's another another like coming of age story for a young kid within the the realm of a horror movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking like I would love to see them do like an even if they don't do like an American werewolf in London. I mean forget the fucking sequel you could still make one you know take that idea you know american werewolf in berlin american werewolf in fucking moscow american werewolf in busan yeah uh, yes that would actually be fucking werewolves fighting zombies yeah I, i'm all for it uh yeah I, I i guess if anybody walks away from this podcast thinking anything it's that we could use good werewolf movies because vampires were just done to death. And a good werewolf movie is kind of somewhat hard to find. It I think we need, to, we need to put a, a fork in the zombie genre for a while. And allow our other monsters a chance in the limelight. Although, I'm okay if we don't ever do another mummy. Like, I... I just don't get the appeal. I, I actually like the original Mummy, and I like the Brendan Fraser Mummy, but they're kind of, eh, they don't do anything for me as well, a monster. Yeah, no, I got you. So, all right. And my number two is, see, my number one and number two are going to sound very familiar, but number two, Nightmare on Elm Street. Get Kevin Bacon as Freddy Krueger. Make that shit happen. Aren't they talking about that right now? Yeah. yeah. I need that to happen. Well, I mean, if it's already happening, why'd you fucking put it on the list? <laughs> because it, it's not, nothing's confirmed yet. Kevin Bacon's pushing for it. No, the New Line Cinema, does New Line Cinema even exist anymore? I don't know. but Maybe. I, who, whoever owns the rights now, 
I, I know it's in discussions. I know Kevin Bacon's pushing for it, but nothing's been confirmed yet. That that's the only reason it's on the list. And, and just you know, I wanted to give Kevin Bacon a little bit more love. That's all. Yeah, I love Kevin Bacon. I, I think he's out of any celebrity. I think I can't think of many other celebrities that would do Freddy Krueger justice. So that that's that. And number one. I can already kind of hear people like listening to this and groaning, but whatever. I need I need a remake of The Stand immediately. <laughs> Yo, like, cause you know, fuck what they just did, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ, pisses me off. So, <laughs> I knew my last two answers were kind of fluky. That's why I had top seven. So, um, yeah, it works out great. I mean, I like the fact that we didn't just double up on each other's answers this month correct well for this list right now something i did because i had migraines and misread and whatnot i also did make a list of best reboots and i thought we could quickly talk about it because Mm -hmm. there's only a handful of them that are actually any good as far as i'm concerned so why don't we go into what we how we uh, separated like the reboots from the remakes from what I read. And I I think I agree with it is that a reboot is taking a franchise and starting over from scratch. So it can't just be a single one and done. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like Christine is a remake, whereas uh, nightmare on Elm street would be a reboot. Yes. So with that in mind, um, I only came up with seven good reboots. Uh, I know seven keeps coming up, but uh, hell, in, in number seven, I had was quarantine. Mm-hmm. I I liked quarantine. I thought, but I don't know if that even counts as a reboot. I was like, it's part of a franchise, but it's like from a foreign. Yeah, it's I don't. Yeah, I, it's gray area, so I threw it in there, but. Yeah, quarantine. Quarantine wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as Wreck. No, but it, it's not bad. Quarantine two sucked, whereas Wreck two was actually quite good. But Wreck three sucked. But Wreck four was good. I could go for more wrecks. Yes. Uh, number six I had was Child's Play because I didn't mind the new one with Aubrey Plaza. That's I that's interesting. Did Did you like it or did you? Uh. I didn't dislike it. Well, they're coming out with a TV show that I'm pretty sure Brad Dourif and his daughter are both going to be part of, if I'm not mistaken. So, whatever. If they don't want to carry on the... I don't know. Once again, I don't think horror translates... A lot of these horror film franchises don't translate well to TV. Mm -hmm. Do Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's... I mean, part of the problem with translating a whole movie into a show is the fact that you're dealing with something that, you know, for the most part, horror movies are really short, you know, under 90 minutes. So now you're padding it out into, you know, seasons long television. Even if it's a shortened season, like something on Disney Plus with Loki with only six episodes, you're still talking about, you know, like what, 420 minutes versus 87 yeah, if you're talking even six to eight hours, it's still like a lot to sp- 
Fred and you know Freddy's nightmares and Friday the 13th the TV show like we saw how they bomb well, I don't want to say bomb but they you know they weren't that successful it's it's a tricky notion I, I don't know how you pull off child's play like anything that's a quote unquote slasher how do you make that into a whole f- didn't actually isn't there like a show called slasher on Netflix yeah I've never watched it so I, c- I can't tell you but it's basically the whole premise is that each season is a different slasher kind of and I know they had s- scream as a series I don't know how long that lasted I, I just don't think it's a good idea that's all. It's difficult. It's a difficult thing to succeed with. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Number five I had was it. I I still haven't seen chapter two, so that may raise it or lower for me. But we, you know, we know chapter three is now happening. Is it really? As far as I know, that's been confirmed. So. Yeah. Seriously. I I don't. How did you feel about Chapter 2? Was it? I liked it, but I, I'm also one of those people who enjoyed all of uh, the story. You know, the original story. Not, um, I, didn't, I didn't need to see them, like... For me, the kids is not the entire point of it. If you know what I mean. Like, yes. the, the whole story is the point of it. Yeah the cyclical nature, you know, dealing with it as children and then having to come back and deal with it as adults and see what's different and see what's the same. Dude, I mean, I have fucking Pennywise on my shower curtain, so I love me submit, but I'm just not sure if a chapter three is... I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be patient. I'll wait and watch it. So, um, number four, I had uh, Dawn of the Dead. Because I thought that was a really awesome... I don't know if... Once again, I don't know if that counts as a reboot. It's gray area for me, but I'm putting it on the list. Because it's part of a franchise. And I... You know, you, you could have seen them go beyond that. Like, if Zack Snyder wanted to, I guess. He could have done Day of the Dead and maybe not have fucking Nick Cannon and Mina Savari. That's yeah. Just saying. You know? So... Um, Number three, Friday the 13th. One of the most enjoyable movie experiences of my life was seeing the 2009, I want to say, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go 20 minutes, fucking se- six or seven kills later, and you're like, all of a sudden they roll the intro credits, and the crowd goes crazy in Johnstown. So I can't even imagine what it was like in a bigger theater. Like... It was just a cool experience, all in all. I, I thought they did a really decent job with it, all things considering, you know, especially when you consider Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. Like, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, my number two, I had kind of like two, but you'll understand the reason. I had Rob Zombie's Halloween, which I was a big fan of, but I'm also going to include... Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the thing about 2018 is we really did not need something replacing Halloween 2. I thought Halloween 2 was perfect as it was, mm-hmm. but the 2018 Halloween is a really good movie. And I, for those I liked who it. haven't, and I'm excited for Halloween Kills. So y- yeah, I, 
I, I really liked it. So eh, I had to put it on the list. And my number one Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I loved, I loved what they did with it. I, I love the original. I love what they changed it enough. They they did, <laughs> they they you know they changed who the hitchhiker is, for example. They changed enough things to make it its own, and they made a whole franchise. You know, after it, so I thought, you know, that was well done. Yeah. And that's that's my list for. Best reboots, even though we technically weren't going to do that, but I did it anyways because, you know, crazy things. That's okay. I forgive you. (laughs) Now, one... So, I was wondering, like, I had also, like, a little list of, like, things that, you know, hadn't been rebooted yet, and I was going to ask you just for fun, uh, you know, I'm going to name five franchises. You tell me if you think that it's time to reboot yet. Okay, go ahead. All right. Prophecy. Yes. Okay. Um, Hellraiser. I mean, we know it's happening, but do you think it should? Yes. Okay. Uh, Leprechaun. No. Okay. Saw. They tried. Yeah. (laughs) And finally, Phantasm. Tough one. Right? Mixed, mixed. Uh, I, I, I'm torn. I, I don't see them being able to do it, a, a Phantasm remake without Don Coscarelli being involved in some way. And yet he's like, what, 87? He's up there. Yeah. He's, he's really old. I can be completely honest. I think maybe wait until he passes and then reboot it. Your own need to have somebody that's really artistic and have a real vision to do it. That's yeah, you need somebody who's a fan, but not necessarily somebody who is so completely married to the lore that he's going to make something that's incomprehensible. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much of the original Phantasm flies in the modern era as far as people sitting there and watching it and loving it. Definitely not a lot if you like go by the synopsis of, you know, an old dude throwing his balls at a kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's the plot for it chapter three as well, so Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn you know I one of one of my weirdest life regrets was never having the money when um, the Phantasm like collector's edition came out with the actual mm-hmm. Cuisinarts. Yeah, I always thought that would have been a cool memento to own. So, all right, you want to stop here and do our bonus? Uh, yeah. I mean, what were we gonna talk about in the bonus? Like, what do you what have you been up to horror wise for the last month month and a half? Uh, <laughs> Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, legit. That's why I was watching when, I, when you contacted me. I, I was finishing up. So I, within the past week, I have seen Mandy. Um, was it Color of Space? Color of Space. Yes. And um, just watched Willie's Wonderland. I heard good things about that. I mean, I've heard good things about all three of them. So. 
So, Mandy was the highest rated on IMDb and was my least favorite. <laughs> uh, they took a really long time establishing, you know, before they killed Mandy to make Nick Cage go psycho. And then there was parts that just, it was really out there. It's perfect for some people and other people are going to not want any part of it. I'm kind of just in the middle. It, I didn't hate it, but it was my least favorite. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say Color Out of Space was absolutely my favorite. Cool story. Good acting. Like, there's some shit from, like, you know, the thing in there as far as, like, effects yeah, go. Yeah. I was like, I, everything about it was really well done, in my opinion. I, I thoroughly... There was like parts I was like, oh, that's kind of reminds me of that. That reminds me of that. And I've never read the original story, but I I liked everything that I saw from it. Definitely something I'm going to watch again probably in October for for the blogs. Um, so I, I, I like that. In Willie's Wonderland, Nick Cage does not say a word the whole script, <laughs> and he's awesome in it. And they also have uh, Beth Grant, who is she's been in a ton of stuff. You know her as soon as you see her. Um, she was actually like the mom of like Kiefer Sutherland in A Time to Kill, and she was one of the women on the bus in Speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also had a girl who's in um, Mayans that's on FX. Uh, she's she's a pretty good actress. Like I. I actually quite liked it. It was very cheesy. It's guilty pleasure through and through. Um, but it's, you know, 90 minutes. And, you know, it's Nick Cage fighting with fucking animatronics and drinking energy drinks and playing... When uh, when I heard this, I was like, God, it sounds like <laughs> Nicolas Cage going head-to-head with Five Nights at Freddy's. That's it. Uh, that's exactly what it was. And if that sounds like something that would appeal to you, you'll like it. If it doesn't sound like something, then just avoid it. I, I, I think it's the most clear-cut thing I could ever say about a film. It's exactly what you think it is. Cool. Um, and the other film that I saw, and I was going to tell you, and I kind of forgot, so anyway, if you get on my voodoo at some point, I, I want you to watch The Call with Tobin Bell and Lynn Shea and give me your thoughts. Is that a newer one or is that an older one? That just came out last year or this year? Last year, I think. And I don't want to give away much other than uh, they they borrowed, like, to me, they borrowed some stuff from, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Tobin Bell was really solid in what role he did have. It wasn't, like, a super small role, but it wasn't huge. Um, Lynn Shea did cool Lynn Shea things. Uh, it's not a great movie though. It's not a. It's not horrible, but I watched it with with my friends, and you know, I I kind of walked away like, eh, I don't know. I feel like I wasted their time showing it to them because it wasn't great or even very good. Oh, that's shitty. But. I, I, I want you to watch it because I feel like you you could sit there and be like, there's potential here. It just wasn't potential realized, I, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, and 
I guess that's the best I could say because it did not go the way that I thought the plot was. I, I, I thought the plot was something entirely different. I thought it was almost like a um, what was it? Don't don't breathe. Mm-hmm. I thought that's more what it was going to be. It was not. So I think those are the four new horror films I've seen since we last podcasted, and I know you got stuff you wanted to talk about. So, I don't remember if we talked about this at all. I think maybe just a little bit in passing the last one, but um, I watched 30 Coins, which is a... It's a... On HBO Max. It's a Spanish horror TV show. It's actually 30 Monedas. I don't know if I pronounced that anywhere near correctly, but I apologize if I didn't. And it's... um, Dude, I, I loved it. I thought it was really fucking good. Like, the the whole premise is like this priest gets basically kind of exiled by the Catholic church to this small Spanish town. Uh, it's like on the coast, it's a tourist area. And when I say small, I mean small. It's like smaller than Johnstown and Gloversville. You know, like we're talking probably hundreds of people rather than thousands. Gotcha. Um, and uh, shit starts to go crazy. And it basically is because the 30 pieces of silver that Judas got, uh, received for betraying Christ are kind of like anti-religious artifacts and there's this faction that's like their whole premise is uh, God created free will and because of that he wants there to be a choice between evil and good but if people only do good then there's no choice so we're going to promote evil in, in order to uh, satisfy God that anyway it's fucking Dude, in the first episode, there's, like, possession shit, body horror, fucking monsters. I'm like, it's it was good. It, it, there was some fucking creepy shit. And I mean, like, creepy shit in it. The characters were interesting. Like, the fucking priest. Dude, he's bald. He's a fucking boxer. He has, like, an arsenal in the fucking church to fight off the people coming for the... Dude, it's, it's just a really good fucking show. I, I really think it would... You'd enjoy it. Is the full season available now? The full season is, and I don't know if there's going to be a season two, but I think season one is worth a watch at least if, if even if it doesn't go to a season two. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, everything you just described got me kind of excited. And it, it was one of the things I liked too, and you don't necessarily always see this in foreign productions, but like, uh, it's a Spanish-made show. But when they do a couple scenes in the States, they speak English, and it's not dubbed. When they do a couple scenes in Italy, they speak Italian, and it's not dubbed. You know, like, there's a scene where it's in Japan, they're speaking Japanese, instead of, you know, like, like we do in the States, where everybody speaks English, and then they fucking just dub the foreign, or, you know, uh, like, I've seen in, like, say, Japanese cinema, where everybody's always speaking Japanese, and it's like, oh, this is supposed to be, you know, Spanish or whatever. Right, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, it was just... It It looks nice, too. It's not like a low-budget shit. Fucking... Um, speaking of HBO, did you get around to watching Conjuring 3 yet? I did. I did. I, uh, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was as good as the first two. But, I mean, I don't know if that necessarily needs to be a cinematic universe like they fucking turned it into. Right. 
It was definitely better than The Legend of La Llorona. I haven't seen that either. Um, that that really didn't even interest me all that much. I, it's something I'll watch just for the sake of you know something for a blog, but it, it the trailer never captivated me in any way. Where at least Conjuring, I like the two leads. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, they work really well together. There's a couple creepy scenes, but overall, it's not. Like, somebody was saying, you know, like, the trailers kind of made it to be, like, uh, a mix between The Conjuring and um, The Last Exorcism, you know, in regards to, you know, here we're going to be going through, like, the trial portion of, you know. Yeah, no, it's not. It's really not. It reminded me, the trailer reminded me of, oh, my God, I can't think. There was two films... Um, the second one was about the boy possessed, and he was in the basement. Um, I really liked the first one, too. And now I can't think. They were popular uh, right around like mid-2000, probably like 2008-ish. God, I, I cannot think of the names of them. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Um, I'm thinking of, the, what, shit, what was it, The Disappointment Room? <laughs> my joke about that is that movie disappointed me yeah I mean it wasn't great but like that's all I'm coming to mind of like kid possessed in the basement yeah I, I for fuck's sakes I can't uh, an American something I want um, the ha- haunting of Connecticut okay and then there was a sequel I was it just haunting of Connecticut too I think so yeah yeah, that uh, from the trailers for Conjuring Three, that that was the vibe I got. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I kind of like those movies; they were okay. Um, yeah, I mean Conjuring Three wasn't bad, but it just it wasn't as good as the other ones. Fair enough. I I'll eventually get around to it. I I, I say that all the time, but I I do know I will. I didn't. Know, did you know that the Warren Museum wasn't really that far away from here. I did not. Where's it at? Uh, God, I looked up. It was probably it was like within like two hours I think, but they closed it down maybe five, ten years ago because Probably too many people visiting. Too many people and it was like a residential area. So, holy shit, I just saw a lot of lightning. Even though it's not storming here, I just saw a lot of lightning. That was creepy. Annabelle's uh, good. <laughs> I did not like the first Annabelle, and I've heard Annabelle 2 is much better, but I still haven't... Uh, I also haven't seen The Nun, because I heard uh, the only thing it does is have jump scares. I'm like, that does not intrigue me. Alright, out of, of The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Conjuring 3, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona. So there's... What? Thirteen, eight. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the nun, and I haven't seen Annabelle comes home. But Annabelle was okay. Like, if I was giving it like letter grades, it'd be a C. It wasn't a bad movie. It just was kind of boring. There were a couple good scenes, but it, you know, it, it wasn't as creepy as the first Conjuring was. Um. Or even just the first Conjuring's portion with Annabelle was. But Annabelle creation was good. And they did a good job of tying it into Annabelle and the Conjuring. Fair enough. 
I, I, I'm hoping that I don't know if they can keep branching off in that universe or if maybe the universe is going to be played out sooner than later. I don't know. But I think, if anything, they just need to probably slow it down. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. They've been pumping movies out, what, every two years in that universe? Longer than that. I mean, shit. Owen was alive when the first one came out. So, uh... You're talking nine movies in less than nine years? Probably okay. nine movies in about six or seven years. So, yeah, they are pumping them out relatively uh, quickly. I didn't know Curse of La Lorna was part of that universe. Yeah, um... It's really just loosely. I mean, there's not too much to connect it, except I think, if I remember, like, the priest from, like, the Annabelle version since refers her to the uh, uh, exorcist that they end up using. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like a fucking stretch. Gotcha. But. Fair enough. Um, anything else you've seen? That's been it from the, the horror perspective. I've been watching too much lately. Uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with Loki. Um... What the hell did I just... You know, I watched... I've been watching, like, all the MCU stuff. Yeah, so... I haven't... I have not... I've had Disney Plus since day one. And I have not... I Here's what I've honestly watched on Disney Plus. I've watched Disney's Robin Hood, which is one of my all-time favorites. And I've watched, like, a season and a half of the original DuckTales. And <laughs> that's been it. I've paid all that money... And that's all I've watched, and I swear I am going to get to the MCU. I want to get Mandalorian. I, I want to get the Mighty Ducks a shot. But, like, past month and a half, I've been, I don't know, I always do this to myself. Like, I watch way too much basketball during the playoffs, and I get mad at it. It's stupid for me to even keep doing it, but I, I've kind of wasted my time doing that and playing video games. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of video games. Um I've been trying to catch up on my reading a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, it, I haven't been watching too much stuff. Like, my wife and I, uh, we've been keeping up on, like the, like I said, the MCU stuff. But, um, like, a lot of the shows we were watching together have either ended or, or just off the air. And, like, um, one of the only ones I think of off the top of my head that we still watch together is the fucking Grey's Anatomy. Because, you know, we've been watching it for fucking 17 years together now. Um, it's been on that fucking long. Yeah, dude. I remember I, I, uh, I caught the first episode when I was home on on leave from the the army visiting my my mom and my stepdad. So. Oh shit. Um. Uh, yeah. So I mean, not too much TV. I mean, like I, we've been catching up on like the a lot of like the single movies that have released from, um, you know, like HBO Max kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like Mortal Kombat, Godzilla, all that shit, but... Actually, here's a question. Did you ever get into Clarice at all? Nope. Glad I didn't. It's already canceled. Yeah, they they did that show kind of. I <laughs> absolutely, hands down, probably my favorite TV show ever is Hannibal. So, like... The fact that they wanted to go do Clarice instead of trying to do a revival of Hannibal 
anywhere. Yeah, I mean, good for them, but fuck them at the same time. Fair enough. I'm trying to think of. Oh, oh. have Go. you been? Have you watched seen Evil at all? No, that's like streaming on something, right? No, it's on. Uh, season one's out on Netflix, but the current season is on like the Paramount Plus. If you've got it, I, unfortunately, I do. I, I definitely. I do too. My wife, my <laughs> wife chose to sign up for that one. I I'm enjoying it, but I w- that's that's what I'd be like to be interested in your take on. Okay, I'll take a note to check it out. You said the first season's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And and both seasons are on uh, Paramount Plus. You might as well get okay. your money out of that. Yeah. Right, you, so I, <laughs> I guess we'll segue into our next month's topic, which is going to be horror TV shows. Uh, you know, I don't even know if we need to do a top list. I think we can probably just talk about the genre as a whole. Yeah. I mean, I, there's there's a decent amount, but there's not like a ton. Yeah, it's not like we're going to be digging through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of TV shows in order to pick out the best. Right, and I mean to be perfectly honest, there's a t- out of of the whole. I, if I've seen twenty percent of them, I'd be saying that's probably a lie. I haven't watched a lot of horror TV, um, but I like you know I, I like talking about it. Uh, gosh. Let's go make. I was just. I wanted to bring something up, but it kind of goes better for next podcast. I'll still ask, anyways. Mm-hmm. All right. So I I haven't watched this whole past season of Fear of the Walking Dead. I know that's not something you watch either, but I just want to tell you what they did, and I want your thought on how dumb this. Made. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So in the midst of a zombie apocalypse, a guy launches like nuclear missiles. How do you how do you continue a show like that when supplies are already super scarce? Like, where do you go after that? I feel to like the they didn't of, leave themselves. End of the world, yeah. Like, I, I feel like they just kind of like, well, this is our way of saying we have one more season to go. Maybe like they haven't announced that they only have a season, but didn't they just start these another spinoff one where they're doing like a Walking Dead show set on a submarine? Yeah, that's going to be a, a web show. It's their fourth web show. Um, and I don't know. They still got the three Rick Grimes movies coming out. They still got the second, and which is the final season of World Beyond. The final season of Walking Dead's coming this fall. Anytime where you have a post-apocalypse where means of production are actually destroyed and you have limited supplies, anything like that, like a nuclear fallout after that is basically spelling the entire end of humanity. So that that's how I felt. It's, I just thought it was like such a poor decision. Like, I don't know. It just felt like they were saying, you know, we have nothing left. Let's have this big cliffhanger and we'll just end it type thing. I, I don't, I don't know. I just oh. found it weird. You know what I did see? Did you watch army of the dead? No, I'm mad at myself, but I chose Nick cage over that. That was my big decision. Well, I mean, it's still available, so I mean, it's not like it's. Yeah, it's on yeah, Netflix, right? That yeah, I'm in, okay. That's another one I'm going to be interested in hearing your opinion on because there were a lot of cool things about that, and there were a lot of like fucking stupid shit about that. 
Yeah, I was supposed to watch. I, I looked at my notes from the last time we talked, and that was something I was supposed to watch. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, there's all sorts of shit that we're supposed to watch. I don't even remember. I actually took notes this time, though, so. <laughs> I, Yay. I, I, at some point, I'm just going to come in and be like, well, Chris, I watched this, I watched this, I watched I, I watched I, all these things. I'm not going to know how to respond because I'm going to be <laughs> so shocked. Listen, I'm improving on my list already. Like, I, I'm making great strides as a human being. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, as long as you're improving yourself, who cares if you're never going to watch fucking Nightwatch and Daywatch or <laughs> Nightbreed or... Anyway, lots of things with Night in the title. Yeah. So... To, to recap, uh, we went over our top five horror movie remakes, our top five worst horror movie remakes, uh, five that or 14 that we'd like to see get remade. Um, kind of shot the shit a little bit. Our next month's uh, one is going to be horror TV, uh, probably just a, an overview and then specific examples within that. Uh I don't really think uh, I have anything else to say. How about you, Kent? I I just want to give a little shout out because my buddy oh. Jay, um, he made a film last no not last year year before, and it's now available on uh, Amazon Prime Video. The film is called Middletown, all one word. I've seen it and uh, it's it's not bad. Like. You'll know within five minutes if it's your type of film or not. It's got a lot of you know potty potty mouth you know going on. Uh, Jay, Jay is a big fan of like Kevin Smith type stuff. So if you like that sort of thing, um, you know, give it a shot. And uh, according according to the email that I got, it said uh, reviews are good and. Uh, you know, if you want to just, uh, if you like it, do a hashtag of support indie film. All one, isn't all hashtags all one word? I think so, yeah. I feel like a fucking old guy now. Should I, should I, should I say, start saying com here? Like, Jesus Christ. But anyways, uh, just, I'm happy for him, and uh, I'm almost positive my name is in the credits, too. So. Well, that's cool. Yes. And this is a great time to stop because we are getting a nasty ass storm. So well, it works works great then. Yes. So that's it. All right. Uh, have fun, internet, and we'll see you back here sometime soonish. See. You.